Nelson Ehiaga. Be stirred as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We love you so much. Thank you for your hand. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love revealed on the cross. Thank you because we see you. We know you are good. And we exalt you above every other thing. Father, as we go into your word, we ask that it is your word first. Our feelings, our feelings after. We put your words and place your words over the opinion of men and over everything we think to be right and put your word primarily. Father, we love and honor you. In Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed. Amen. All right. All right. Um, today, I just really want to talk about something really quickly that the Lord had laid on my heart. And I think that's that's exactly what I want to talk about um, for the next two teachings that we're going to have. All right, so um, we're going to be starting something I called um, a series I called Blazing Altar, all right? I really want to talk about devotion. You see, I think a lot of us, when it comes to um, our prayer lives and when it comes to the beginning of a new season in our lives, a new season in time, I mean, right? Something that needs to be talked about or something that cannot be overestimated is prayer. Prayer is one thing that cannot be overestimated. And the thing is, when it comes to the Christian faith, Christianity is not just a is not just a faith of or, or based on things that you do. Christianity is a taught faith. Praise the Lord. Christianity is a taught faith. So when it comes to the man in Christ, when it comes to how we act, when it comes to why we act the way we do, when it comes to um why we give when it even comes to how to give right we don't just give haphazardly we give in accordance to what the word of god says praise the lord we give in accordance to what the word of god says so also when it comes to prayer prayer is not just or devotion devotion is not just um it's not just something you do it's not just an experience you have it's a teaching that should be done Praise the Lord. Devotion is a teaching that should be done. So when it comes to the Christian faith, it's not just something that um, prayer and Bible study and the consistent devotion that we have, these are not just things that we have um, how we please, all right? These are things that we have as stipulated in the word of God. Praise the name of Jesus. These are things that we have as stipulated in the word of God. Hallelujah. So I'm gonna um, um, share a few things that that we're, we're, we're gonna be talking about right now. I'm gonna share a few things that we're gonna be talking about. But the thing is, as we continue in this series, one thing that I think you should understand is I'm not just gonna be talking about what prayer is. I'm not just gonna be talking about how you should pray. I'm not just gonna be talking about um, uh, a couple of all these things that we know, right? We're not just going to be talking about prayer as a concept and I'm not just going to be praying with you, right? We're going to be talking about how to pray. We're going to be talking about your tone in prayer, your posture in prayer. We're going to be talking about these things as time goes on, all right? So I implore you to continue with us till the end, even as we continue on this teaching. Praise the name of Jesus. 
So today I want to talk about something very simple. Why pray? Why pray? Why pray? And I gave, I just wrote down four simple reasons on why we pray. You see, when the purpose of a thing is not known, like Miles Monroe of Blessed Memory said, when the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. I say that again. When the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know why we pray, then you will not know that you should pray. Okay, or even when you pray, you don't know what you stand to get by what you're doing. It just becomes a routine rather than understanding what exactly it is that you're doing. All right, it becomes a routine rather than understanding the nitty gritty of what it is exactly you're doing. So I just itemized four major things that I talked about when that four major things that I believe are really important when it comes to prayer. Why pray? Number one, which a couple of you, if you've been around. NIM, Nelson Mihagwan Ministries, that global ministry that is touching the world. If you've been around NIM, um, you've heard me say this again and again. You've heard me say this consistently. The first thing that has to do with prayer is this. Prayer is humility. Prayer is humility. If you came, to, if you came for emphasis, you heard me say it, and I'm most definitely going to say it many more times, even as I'm saying it now. Prayer is humility turn your bible to second chronicles chapter 7 second chronicles chapter 7 are you there it says if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways let me just finish the verse it says, and turn from their wicked ways. Um, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Listen, he says, if my people which are called by my name will what? Humble themselves and pray. You cannot separate the fact that, you know, the prophet speaking, you cannot separate the fact that prayer and humility were hand in hand. You know, God speaking to his people. Prayer and humility went hand in hand. If you were, if if they did not pray, they could not have been said to be humble. Or better said, or said in another way rather, in this verse, as they were going to pray, or rather, as they were going to pray, what they were doing was they were expressing humility. As they were going to pray, what they were doing was they were expressing humility. Listen, child of God, prayer is one of the ways that we show that our dependence is on God. Listen, let me say that again. Prayer is one of the ways that we show that our dependence is on God. If you don't pray, you cannot be said to be dependent on God. If you don't pray, you cannot be said to be dependent on God. You know, I heard Ravi Zacharias of Blessed Memory. He said something very important. He said, when we pray, what we do is we acknowledge the... Uh, this is me paraphrasing now. We acknowledge the infinitude of God and we acknowledge our finiteness. All right. We acknowledge the infinitude of God and we acknowledge our finiteness. Now, in us um, praying, what we are doing is we realize that there is a God. We realize that there is one that transcends our intelligence. There is one that transcends the mundane things that we do every day. There is one that is above us. So, what that really means is this. When we pray, what we are doing is we are expressing wisdom. Why? In, in understanding that there is one that transcends us, it is wisdom to subscribe to him 
and to pray to him. Let me say that again. When we pray, it is wisdom to it is wisdom to pray. Why? Because we understand that there is one who transcends us. There is one who is infinite and we are finite. And because we are finite, we understand definitely that it is wisdom to pray. Because in prayer, we subscribe and acknowledge his infinitude and our finiteness. Listen, when your knees hit the ground, one very important thing that you are teaching yourself is this. You are teaching yourself that in myself, I am nothing. In myself, I am weak. In myself, I I am... In myself, I am small. In myself, I cannot do much with myself. But when you give yourself to prayer, what you are doing is this. You realize that there is one who transcends me. There is one who is higher than me. There is one who is bigger and wiser than me. And as such, in hitting your knees on the ground, what you are doing is you are submitting yourself to his lordship. You are submitting yourself to his infinitude. And you are showing humility. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. In doing that, you are showing humility. What does the Bible say? The Bible says in James, he said, resist the devil. And what? Um, He will flee. He said, resist steadfast. Okay. And how? He says, submit to God first. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. One key way we submit to God, one key way we give our will over to God is we do this in prayer. That brings me to my next point. The first one I said on why pray. If you heard me, just take um, text it in the comment section. Why pray? Number one is what? It's humility. Number two, and that brings me to my second point. Prayer aligns us with the will of God. Listen, listen, listen. This is so important. 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 Turn your Bible to Matthew 24. Um Hallelujah. If you guys are here just check in the comment section. I want to know if you're following me. Or let me use Luke's account rather. Luke 22. Let me use Luke's account. Luke 22. Luke 22. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 22. Mm. Alright. It says, look, let's read from verse 40. Let's read from verse uh, 41. Let's read, or let rather, let's read from, let's read from verse 40. Let's read from verse 40. Look at this. It says, and he was at the place and he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. Listen, when I corroborate this with what James says, all right, James says, he says, let no man say that he is tempted of God because every man is taken away by his own desires and what? Enticed. James says this in James chapter 1. He says, let no man say that he is tempted of God because every man is taken away of his own desires and what? Enticed. It means you cannot be tempted by what you don't like. Mm. Praise the Lord. You cannot be tempted by what you don't like. You cannot be tempted by what you don't like. If you don't like it, you cannot be tempted by it. 
so jesus here is saying he said pray that you enter not into temptation i believe this verse alone is talking of what the will of god does listen when we pray we surrender our will to his jesus is in saying this him saying pray that you enter not into temptation he was not saying that i will not enter into temptation was a prayer point no that's not what he was saying he was not saying i will not enter into temptation that was not going to be a prayer point he was saying if you pray you will not enter into temptation why is this important in prayer okay we subscribe to the will of god and if temptations are strictly if every man is tempted of his own desires if we will not enter temptation our our desires and our will will have to be substituted for his let me explain that listen temptation is a game of desires you cannot be tempted by what you don't like all right you cannot be tempted by what you don't like so jesus saying pray that you enter not into temptation temptation first is a is a game of desires and if you pray what jesus saying pray that you enter not if you are going to pray and not enter into temptation what exactly that will mean is this it will mean that those desires that you are for have had either they will be subdued or your affection will be shifted are you listening to me is either they will be subdued or your affection will be shifted and if your affection is shifted temptation which is primarily through your desires will not have their way or will not find expression in you so jesus saying pray that you enter not into temptation guys do we get this please pray that you enter not into temptation you know what quickly just do this very quickly like the video share the video if you have friends that need this teaching your social media um your statuses your social media groups friends family share the video let people tune into this teaching and be blessed hallelujah all right let's read on let's read on verse 41 he says and he was withdrawn from them from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed verse 42 he says saying father if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine will be done you see when you corroborate this with other accounts you get to find out that jesus as god as he was he was a man listen he was truly god truly man vera homo vera day listen as true as it is that he was god is as true as it is that he was man what the incarnation means for the believer is this it means that i mean the bible says we don't have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmity all right we don't have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmity what does this mean the incarnation lets us understand that god can resonate and relate with our pain guys do we get this please the incarnation lets us understand that god can resonate and relate with our pain God can resonate and relate with our pain. God can resonate and relate with our pain. Praise the Lord. Because we don't have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmity. This, this also shows that Jesus was a man. Jesus, as true as he is that he was God, he was a man. So he slept. He, um, when the Bible lets us understand that he, 
he let aside, you know, he laid aside divinity for a bit. He shed off some divine prerogatives, right? I mean, God died. God slept. God was hungry. You know, all those things. Now, in this too, the same way he was hungry, he slept and all those things. He, um, he was in pain and he did not want to die. He did not want to die. So he knew he was born to, to, to save men from their sins. I mean, hence his name, Jesus. Um, Yahweh saves, you know, the, the variant of Joshua, which was a prophecy of his assignment. All right. But he then said that, um, he said, let this cup pass over, but not my will, but let your will be what? Be done. He said, and then the Bible lets us understand in verse 43. He said, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Look at verse 44. He says, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Listen, 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 listen. This is a medical condition. This is a medical condition. I think it's hematodrosis or something like that. It means, um, I think it's when your capillaries burst open, right? And then um, um, from your skin is like blood is breaking forth, something like that. That's exactly how it feels. And it comes in, in the process of, of extreme fear. It comes in the process of extreme fear. When somebody is extremely fearful or with extreme anxiety, that's when that medical condition comes upon the person. Are you listening to me, please? That's when that medical condition comes upon the person. Now, look at this. He said, um, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Listen, Jesus was so much in agony that he wanted to he didn't want to die. No man wants to die. Not to talk of crucifixion, the excruciating death. Okay? Then he now said, and being in agony, those droplets of blood came out. Listen, can I tell you something? Learn something from Jesus. When you are in pain, don't just cry. Pray yet more. Pray even more earnestly. When you are in pain, don't just cry. Child of God, pray yet more earnestly. Can I say that again? When you are in pain, don't just cry. Pray, pray more earnestly. Pray more earnestly. And then the Bible says, there appeared an angel and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, falling down to the ground, verse 45. And he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples. He found them sleeping for sorrow. Look at 46. And said unto them, why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you fall into temptation. You, you enter temptation. All right. And then, um, and while he yet spake, behold, the multitude came. Another verse tell, tells us, another account tells us that when he came to the disciples, he told them the hour has come. The hour has come. Listen, from a man who did not want to die, in prayer, he became a man who was ready to face death. Prayer makes you bold enough for the will of God. Listen, if the Lord has told you to do something and you are afraid to do it, you have not prayed enough. Listen, let me say that again. If the Lord has told you to do something and you are, you are fearful, you are not bold enough to do it, you have not prayed enough. 
get back to your closet and pray if the Lord has told you to do something and you are still afraid to do it go back to your closet and pray you've not prayed enough you've not prayed enough you can search on my channel there's a teaching I did um, at both at Circle Church and at Adorability right those are two powerful teachings on prayer in prayer the one at Circle Church I explained that in prayer we stir up the influence of the spirit when you pray you stir up the influence of the spirit so a man who is prayerful will exhibit the characteristics of the spirit easier boldness being one of them boldness being one of them so when we pray we are aligned to the will of God when we pray we are what aligned to the will of God let me say that again when we pray we are aligned to the will of God so if you are following me type it in the comment section when we pray what happens number one um, four reasons to pray number one reason prayer is what humility number two it aligns us to the will of God all right he aligns us to the will of God and number three when it comes number three reason why you should pray this were my meditations a while back number three reason why we should pray is this the God man our example the pattern son he prayed listen Jesus who was God incarnate who was God in man alright we get to find out that he prayed Jesus who was God incarnate who was God in man who, who was God became who uh, Jesus God become, became man alright he prayed God incarnate prayed. God God manifest in the flesh prayed. God manifest in the flesh prayed. Excuse me. Praise the Lord. God manifest in the flesh prayed. Therefore, it is good enough reason for you as a believer to pray. The Bible said it many times, he withdrew himself. He prayed all night. He said he prayed from that hour till the ninth hour. He withdrew himself. Many times he would say he went a long way. After working many miracles, he will separate himself from the crowd. Jesus, after teaching and miracles, one other thing that the, the, the apostles were careful to record when it comes to Jesus was his prayer life. They recorded it very carefully that he prayed. Hamanakotebaya. They were very careful to record the fact that Jesus prayed. Listen, in this year, pray prayers. Ayana Matokriade. This year, pray prayers. Pray prayers. This year, pray prayers. I have prayed and I have seen prayer works, ladies and gentlemen. I tell people many times, I said, if you pray consistently, I'm we're going to come back to consistency in prayer. If you pray consistency, consistently for 30 days, you will see the miracle you will become. If you pray consistently for 30 days, you will see the miracle you will become. You will see the miracle that you will become. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, pray. This year, pray prayers. Jesus, the God-man, prayed. He prayed so much that the disciples walked up to him and they said, they said, Master, teach us to pray. They walked up to him and said, Master, 
teach us to pray. It means they realized that there was something about his prayer life that was worthy of emulation. There was something about his devotion that was worthy of emulation. There was something about his work that was worthy of emulation. The God-man prayed. The God-man prayed. Jesus, after he worked many mighty miracles, he will not take leave. The Bible says he will withdraw himself and do what? He will go and pray. Child of God, I don't think any of us had, had a schedule that was as busy as Jesus's. Walking from city to city, going out every day, preaching, teaching, working miracles, people thronging on him, doing things for the multitude. But what does the Bible teach us? The Bible teaches us that Jesus prayed. Hush. That is, that is very powerful and very profound. Listen, that is very powerful and very profound. The fact that the God-man prayed is a worthy example. Hallelujah. The fact that the God-man prayed is a worthy example. The fact that the God-man prayed is a worthy example. It's a worthy example. These things have been my motivations for a while. They have been my motivation for a while. I was I remember there was a period where I was thinking about it and I was like if God God became a man and God prayed then it is wisdom to pray. And no wonder we get to find out that Jesus will then say, you know, him being man, he would then say men ought always to pray. Listen, somebody will ask if God, if Jesus is God, and why why did he pray? Who was he praying to? Well, God is omnipresent. He can, he can be everywhere at the same time. So, Jesus was God incarnate and he can still be God in heaven. But that's not even where I'm going to. Number two thing to even focus on is this child of God. Listen, number two thing to focus on is this. Why Jesus prayed was because he was a man. And because men ought always to pray, that is exactly why Jesus prayed. Listen, let me say that again. Why Jesus prayed was because he was a man. And because men ought always to pray, it is wisdom that Jesus prayed. And it is wisdom that we should pray. That we should pray. Number four, and my final point is this. God is eternal and self-sufficient. This one, you need to reason it along with me. God is eternal and self-sufficient. I mean, he's the one that dwells in the circumference of himself. He does not um, um, need any man, okay? He does not need any man to, 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 what's the word now? He does not need any man to keep him company. He's the one that has been from eternity past. He's the one that has been from eternity past. And in eternity future, he will still be. He's eternal. He's self-sufficient. But yet, he created man. He's eternal. He's self-sufficient. But yet, he created man. What does that also tell us? And the Bible lets us understand that um, Revelation 4.11, I believe, he said he created all things for his pleasure. He created all things for his pleasure. Listen to me, child of God. Why else will God create man for his pleasure? Man, God created man to fellowship with him. If God is all sufficient, what that means is he does not need anyone to keep him company. He does not need anyone to um, he does not need anyone to uh, uh, 
to boost his ego. He does not need anyone to prove that he is God. He created man to keep him company. So that let me just itemize my point again. Number one, prayer is humility. Why to pray? Prayer is humility. Prayer aligns us to the will of God. The God-man, our example, prayed. And the final point, God is eternal, God is self-sufficient, yet he created man for fellowship. If we are going to function optimally, we are going to, we must function in fellowship. Listen, if we are going to function optimally, we must function in fellowship. Everything still boils down to one point, it is wisdom to pray. Because God is eternal and we know that he created man for fellowship, right for his pleasure it is his pleasure that man will pray because luke 18 jesus tells us men ought always to pray and not to faint men ought always to pray and not to faint child of god like i said this year pray prayers this year pray prayers this year function optimally can i say that again this year function optimally function like the child of god you are Function like the child of God you are. Pray. Be humble before God. Align yourself to the will of God in prayer. Let the God man that that was your example actually be your example even in your devotion. And function optimally in fellowship. Function optimally in fellowship. Let me even give a fifth point which I think I've been dabbling around. Why pray? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not pray? Jesus speaking, Jesus said, he said, Father, thank you. He said, thank you because you always hear me. He said, thank you because you always, he said, I'm saying this so that those around will know that you always hear me. D-E, you know, the Bible lets us understand in James, he says that he is the giving God. He gives liberally and upbraided not. It is only wise that the, the creator of the heavens and the earth has your audience he can listen to you when you pray so why won't you pray why won't you pray child of god pray this year pray listen pray align yourself to the will of god be humble before god follow the example of the god man this god that is eternal be before him pray this year pray hallelujah Praise the name of the Lord. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? Have you learned something? Has this short charge blessed you? Let's just pray. Father, mighty God, we love you. Thank you because you always hear us. Our devotion has taken a shift because of this teaching. We know why we pray and we will pray. And we will pray. Mighty God, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Jesus. Hallowed be your name in Jesus' wonderful, mighty, matchless name. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Behalwa Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at c.me forward slash Nelson and for contact details, follow on Instagram at Nelson Behagon. God bless you.